welcome to another episode of That One Time I Was Abducted by Aliens. My name's Jamie. My name's Bree, and we're two sides of the coin. And I assume if you're still listening, we haven't annoyed you yet. (laughs) Or we have, and so you keep listening to make fun of us, but either way, we like it. It's possible. Everything is possible, guys. Okay, so first I want to shout out the people who we're sending buttons to. So I wanted to uh, shout out Sea of Broken Toys, uh, Nick Thompson, Blue Alien Mystic as always, uh, Tammy Lynn, um, and anyone else, go ahead, send us a DM, let us know. We're excited about our new pins. You can check them out. Um, Shout out as always to Brian Jackson right off the top. We love love you. you. Shout out to at Covert Nerd for... Always hanging out on our lives with us. Thank you. We appreciate that. Um, shout out to Will, who also watches our lives. You're a bro. You're a homie. We're into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to uh, Tacoma. You know who the fuck you are. Um, <laughs> you know who the fuck you are. You know who you are. And shout out to everybody who messages us. Like, honestly. And two schmucks and a mic. Oh, two schmucks and a mic. Uh, and anybody who messages us, we get tons of messages from people. And everyone's always like, oh, we're your podcast is so good. It's so great. Thank you. Oh, my God. And we're just thank you for everybody who sends us stuff like that. Like, um, Thank you for feeling. For, thank you for making us feel better that we get in front of this microphone. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 100, 100 million, million, million percent. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We appreciate you guys to the deepest levels that appreciation could go. Yeah, we're going to have um, some interviews that we're going to have going on real soon that we're going to get with some of you guys, the listeners. Uh, the first one we're going to do is uh, Blue Alien Mystic. Mystic. He's going to come on, and he's going to tell us all about a blue alien mystical being that he saw. Yes, and probably his purpose. His purpose yes, with his music, absolutely. his mission. I think I'm definitely into I'm very much into that. Yeah, and then Designed by Perry on Instagram is going to come on. Oh, can't wait for that, And we're excited for that. He says he has notes and everything. We're excited for you. Don't worry. Uh, We'll be recording those soon, guys, and bringing those to you. We're excited. So if you want to come on and you want to be on the podcast, absolutely DM us and let us know. We'll be more than happy to listen to you guys, and we would love to tell your guys the stories. Yeah. So, Jamie, what are we going to talk about today? Some publicized abductions and maybe some of the ones that aren't so publicized. Mm -hmm. Every Everyone knows about the Betty and Barney Hill incident, Mm -hmm. right? Like, that's kind of something that's been talked about a million times. And it's been portrayed as, like, the first, like, real abduction case that, like, caught news headlines and made it really sensationalized and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And if anyone knows, Betty and Barney Hill were in a racial couple back in the—in 1961. And that's when this—they— claim they were abducted by aliens. A lot of it they didn't remember until a long time later when they had regression therapy and stuff like that. And it's really what got doctors starting to think about, okay, could abductions be real or is this some type of just like suggested hypnoserian where they're telling you, steering you in one direction to make you think and remember a certain thing when it didn't really happen. And there's a lot, a lot of experts who have come out over the years and years since then. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, over 50 years now since then? At the least. At the least. Who have come out and said, no, this, this isn't just, you know, fake memories or false memories or things like that. These this are isn't things- just a psychological condition, which no. I think a lot of people still try to make it. Even, like, the other day I was looking something up about some type of abduction, and a site came up, and it said something dumb, like, the real WikiLeaks or, like, the real WikiTruth, something like that. And it basically was talking about abduction in in a sense that it is a psychological disorder. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. So offensive. So with that in mind, I think what a lot of people sometimes overpass is one of my favorite UFO abduction stories. And technically the original. And it gets overpassed because it didn't become all really hyped about it until like years after it happened when people got interested in the story. But it's funny that it happened before Betty and Barney Hill, but it was just as good of a story, I think, if if anything. I think more of a classic adoption story than even Betty and Barney Hill would be concerned when you're talking to the UFO community about abductions. I wonder if Betty and Barney Hill got so much publicity because they were an interracial couple and maybe at that time that it was such a big deal. That's a lot of people have speculated that, that the reason that maybe because a lot of people say that they hoaxed it and the reason they hoaxed it hoaxed it because they were interracial couple and they wanted, you know, some sort of attention. They were trying to draw to that fact. But what I have to say that I don't think a lot of people really know about their story is that Betty claims to be shown the actual map of the solar of their star system. So that she from, yeah. claims to be taken by Zetas. And mm-hmm. she was shown the Zeta reticuli Which constellation. Which I am a tall white Zeta, just an FYI. Yeah, so she was shown that constellation and also shown kind of like um, kind of like their travels of like they've gone there, then they're going there, kind of insinuating that our planet was the next. But what was really interesting about that is that she drew that constellation. I was just going to say, she was hypnotized and she drew it under hypnosis. Before we even really understood what it was. You guys have to remember in 1961, this is pre-internet. For most of the people who are listening, you don't remember that time. Right. But that was a real time that, that the world lived in before the internet. It's not like you could just Google what it looked like so you could yeah. draw it. I don't even think they identified that particular thing at that time that's at the a, time that's a huge possibility but that's i believe if i could be mistaken but i'm almost like a thousand percent sure that i can say that they didn't actually identify that constellation yet that's, uh, they possible. identified it after it's possible years after but she it, drew but, it but they did say that they went and looked and they found exactly and they found it exactly which what she to draw. me is like check for confirmation a huge check for confirmation on that and like you said how it's not on the internet so how the hell would she even know that one exactly. if it hasn't been discovered yet two how would she know how to draw it absolutely 100 there, percent. there's so many you guys know the betty and barney hill story if you don't i highly suggest looking into it it's really really interesting it's Long really story fascinating. short a couple was abducted yeah they were abducted <laughs> they were driving they were abducted they had missing time and then they were at home and then they were like the fuck and then over time more and more things started happening to them and they they have a huge collection of evidence yeah, over their time of the things that happened to and them. her clothes were taken. Everything. All of, like, and all of it garments. is at her uh, alma mater, her uh, college that she went to. I for, don't remember what the name of the college was, but they have all of her diaries, all of her dream journals. I mean, you can go through all of these things. She was so mm-hmm. open about a lot of it. I think so her grandkids, too. Now. Oh, absolutely, yeah. There's books about them. I'm pretty sure that they, at some point, made a movie about them. I mean, mm-hmm. there's... A million. You guys definitely look into it if you haven't. But for most of the people in the UFO community, you know about it. But the one I want to talk about a little bit more tonight is uh, something that happened in 1957 called the Antonio Villa Boas case. So this was down in Brazil. And this dude was 23 years old and he was a farmer. Down in Brazil, it's real hot, guys. I don't know if you know this. It's real hot. But uh, so he would work at night on the farm to avoid working in like the super hot temperatures. And on October 16th, 1957, which I think is funny because my birthday is October 15th. Thank you. Um, Wait, what is the date? 
October 16th. Okay, the next day. 1957. Yes. Yes. Um, He was out, like, in the field, like, you know, doing his work, whatever, and he saw this thing that was, like, this big, what he first described as, like, a big star coming towards him. Right. Um, And then as it got closer, it kind of, like, morphed from its circular shape into, like, more of an egg-shaped and landed. Like, three little legs came out and it landed. Did it have, like, a little blinking light at the top? It did have a little blinking light at the top. Absolutely. So a very typical, your typical UFO saucer, which I think is kind of... um, the little cherry on top of the cake when it comes to this case, considering it was the first real documented UFO case, that that was, it's that iconic UFO imagery. egg-shaped. But still with the blinking on top and oh, the landing, yeah, yeah. like, an egg shape is still a very iconic. True. Very iconic. With the three landing pods. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he said that he saw this thing land and he tried to get away from it. And, like, you know, it did its typical normal alien shit where, like, laser beamed him and was like, you're not going anywhere. They, like, dragged him. Yeah. It was, like, a five-foot-tall, like, humanoid, as he described it, who was, like, wearing, like, he said, like, coveralls and a helmet. So it looked very, like, I guess that was his version of a space suit. I'm sure that he's, I feel like you only can remember so much imagery. I'm sure it was a little bit different. So when you read the story, you might be like, they're wearing overalls and a helmet yeah it's obviously going to be something a little bit different but still yeah so he saw one of them and then three more came out and all four of them forced him into the ufo right Mm -hmm. so once he got on this ufo brain do you want to know what they did to him i can only imagine so the first thing he claimed happened was that they stripped him naked and (laughs) covered him in gel Sounds like fun. <laughs> just stripped him just butt naked <laughs> right then and there. He's like, you guys, like, I saw this UFO. It took me up. The first thing they did, stripped me naked and covered me in goo. It's like, do you go He's like, what the fuck is this shit, right? Yeah. So then he says that after that, that happened, that he was led into this, like, really weird big room mm-hmm. through, like, doorways and, like, writings on the wall. Like, typical, what you would consider alien imagery, I would say. And they said that they finally took him into this, like, examination room after walking through hallways and rooms and stuff. And they took, they were taking, like, blood from him, and they were taking it out of his chin for some reason. I think that's so weird. Super weird. That's not the only weird chin part of this story, though, so let's just (laughs) say that. Um, So, they took it from his chin, and obviously he didn't enjoy it. He said that at one point after they did this, they, like gassed him and it made him really nauseous that some gas came in the room and he got super nauseous and sick and vomited yeah which they could just be kind of like trying different i don't know kind of chemical concoctions just to see how he reacts i mean that's possible but i think it was to lead him into the next phase yeah so here's where it gets a little weird and freaky guys which only weird and freaky if you're talking outside of the alien community but apparently this is something that happens to people in Mm. like very frequently like this is like probably one of the biggest things that happen during an abduction so he said that at some point after he got gassed and puked everywhere some lady walked into the room and was like hey big boy oh my god tonight's your night some like very like white skinned woman very attractive Mm -hmm. but with red hair Mm -hmm. and did she have the black almond eyes i can't remember Blue cat-like eyes. Okay, he so says. blue, blue cat-like eyes, but obviously alien compared to our 
And and her her pubic hair was bright red, but her hair in her head was was like a platinum blonde. Really? Yeah. I thought it was like red hair. No, it, it was, was her pubic hair that was red. And her, her hair in her head was white. Wow. Creepy, right? So it almost sounds like a Nordic, but with a red bush. <laughs> but that could be to draw your attention towards the bush titties, to titties, make titties, you titties, want. Titties, titties, yeah. Stop to make you want to, because I feel like the gas must had must have had something to do with enticing him into that moment. Yeah, some vaporized yeah. like like uh, what's it called? Know. Horny goat weed <laughs> in the air. Because <laughs> I mean, like you can say human response if there's like an attractive body in front of you that you want to like. That you automatically go but to. Yeah. If it's if you're in those type of scenarios. I feel like you would be so freaked out that you'd be like, I don't want any part of this. So they probably, maybe the gas was something to like, I think the gas calm him down had and something to do make with them it. Make them hard. And then I think that the red bush was to draw attention. <laughs> draw attention. This is where Kind of like how McDonald's, you know how they say like colors? <laughs> okay, how they say like colors? Like so McDonald's draw, is McDonald's bright. McDonald's is red. Right? It's like stuff like that. Like how they use colors and so their imagery. McDonald's to red pubic bushes? Absolutely. I want that McChicken. Oh, my God. I like it. I'm about it. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. I feel like maybe they, I mean, because why would her pubic hair be red and then the normal hair be? I don't know. It's That's something we'll always speculate. I mean, that's just where my human mind goes. Brie immediately was like. I mean, Brie makes fun of me sometimes because she'll be telling me a story and I immediately go to like weird places and inappropriate places. (laughs) But she does the same shit with me and doesn't even realize it. Like, I'm telling the story and she's just like with the pubic hair. Just I'm like McDonald's. sorry, it just I just came. And I get you. Like, That's mm. fine. I'm into it. it. It just came like him. So what? Heyo. <laughs> so as you guys can imagine, they totally fucked. They boinked. They banged. They did the nasty. They knocked. Sounded boots. like a good time. Except, but, except he said <laughs> he did say it sounded like a good time. Except that the humanoid alien creature woman would not kiss him, but instead would like make out with his chin. She, like, nipped his chin. Like, nipped it. Like, nibbled but, on I mean, it. Like, uh, But that's because, like, our human response, we think, like, sensual and, like, loving and, like, kissing. But then we also have people that want to, like, smack you. Right? Yeah. Weird shit. So weird. maybe she was just a little, like, a different. She was just into something weird. She's like, ah. She just wanted a piece of your chin to take home. Maybe that's customary in her planet. But I think what really freaked him out was probably... Afterwards, yeah. So after the rubbing, yeah. So she rubbed on her belly a She's little like, bit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then like you, pointed up to the sky, like I'm gonna take this to Jesus. Don't worry. <laughs> take this to Jesus. <laughs> I got you. No, we going to she space. She rubbed her stomach, like thank you for the present, and I will send this back home. <laughs> Didn't he also say in his accounts that he almost felt like she was relieved after, like almost. I don't know if I've forced is the right word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like the the girl felt like she felt very like relieved and like comfortable finally that it was over. Like maybe she was nervous and upset beforehand, but now that it was over, she was like relaxed and like okay, we're fine. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a weird thing to witness to some to somebody. Like you just you know squeeze your cream it's, frosting into them, and absolutely. all of a sudden they're like, okay, now I'm fine. Because it's a very uncomfortable situation, and then yeah. you have an attractive body in front of you, and you're like, okay, let's make the best of it. Mm-hmm. And then after she's like, oh, thank God, that's over with. And then yeah. you're like, was it me? What is it? Was it my? Was, yeah. Was I not big enough? Did I not go <laughs> long enough? What did I? <laughs> what happened? You know what I mean? I get it's you. Like, no, I do. Like, <sighs> if she would have been like, thank God, you were this. 
You are such a blessing. You are the perfect male body. You've fulfilled me. All of these things. He would have been like, yeah. But for her response to be like, the Ugh, deed is done. Thank God. Yeah. He's probably like so uncomfortable. Like, well, okay, he said so that- I've obviously been, I've obviously been used for a motive. Well, exactly. So he actually was really upset afterward because he felt like, like he was being a quote, a good stallion quote for the aliens. Which makes sense to me. Used and abused. Used so and abused and dropped welcome off. Welcome to the world of women. And so, and after it was done, he was dropped off back at home. Just like women again. It, just again. And he realized four hours had passed. Which is crazy. Four hours. Because I think when he went into that gas room that he said he was left alone for like 30 minutes or mm-hmm, something. Mm-hmm. So isn't it weird for him to consider that time as being short? Mm-hmm. And then you get out, and even though it's a weird experience, you don't think four hours went by. Yeah. So there must have been other things happening in that, that time. That he just didn't he remember. Doesn't remember. Possibly. But he never went and got any kind of regression or anything like that. He, I don't think he publicly said he had any more experiences. Not he that I know didn't of. Want to get a regression. He ended up becoming like a lawyer and being very successful and having a family and kids and all this stuff and lived a super good life. And. Years later, I want to say maybe 10 years after this came out is when people were interested in a story. And he got a little bit of fame from it. People wanted to talk to him. But he lived a very normal life after that. Wow. But he stayed adamant to the day he died about his story. And even everyone told him he was just making stuff up and he was being a hoaxer. To the day he died, he was like, no, this is just what happened. And it's fine. And I've lived a good life afterwards. And look at me go. But this is real. This really happened. Which I think gives legitimacy to his story because... If he just wanted to be, like, weird and out there and get attention, then I think he would have stuck stuck with that and then taken it into a strange direction. But for him to continue a life on, like, a, quote, like, normal lifestyle mm-hmm. and continue where he was going but then still keep that mm-hmm. as, like, no, that happened. Mm-hmm. But not solely focusing on that, I feel like that gives somewhat truth to his story in a sense where he's doing his normal everyday thing and he's not backing down from that Mm -hmm. you know opposed to someone that maybe really wants the attention then Mm -hmm. they might just really just be all about that when i think that's when it comes to a lot about when you're talking about credibility of people who are talking about their experiences you can't believe everybody i mean you want to especially somebody like me and you we want to believe everybody's story so much but then at the same time you have to remember that people do just genuinely make things up and you have to learn to distinguish the real things from the fake things and i feel like that's even with people that listen to us i'm sure that some people think like these chicks are on crack and it's like a joke and we're totally batshit crazy yeah that is the complicating part because i feel like in a lot of ways that people can probably perceive us that way but it's not like that Mm -hmm. i feel like for us so it's hard i think it's definitely hard to take those situations and still give it credit Mm -hmm. based off of how you react in your everyday life absolutely such a toss-up such a toss-up Yeah. So what I really want to talk about is kind of like the seven points of abduction. And Bree's going to disagree with me um, on this a little bit, I think. (laughs) I I like it in its nice little package, structured eight parts. And Bree's like, it's not scientific. We don't have evidence. It's not facts. I I never dropped the science word. (laughs) I know. Okay, because we emailed about whatever. Let's go into it. All right. So, like, number one, like, so these are going to be from, like, beginning to end of abduction. So, like, number one is capture, right? The aliens, they fucking capture you. Okay? They They, they, hang out. 
you think you're being captured, but they're like, do you want to hang out? They're uh, like, hey, guys. Um, do you want to knock and Netflix uh, and chill? Is Jamie home? And I was like, oh, hold on just a minute. Hold on, let me get Jamie. out. And they're like, I don't want to hang out with them. And, like, and then you're out. Mom, tell, tell them I can't go out. <laughs> I get it. Okay. Yeah, she hasn't cleaned her room. And then they're like, <laughs> and then they taser their mom. Your mom's asleep. Well, and, and then they like, take me anyways. Exactly. With us. So after they've kidnapped me from my mom's home. Because you didn't um, clean your room. Because I didn't clean my room. They're going to examine <laughs> and do weird procedures to me. Which it's is always what? like a weird thing. They abduct you. You're in a weird medical room. They probe and blood no. samples and okay. Okay, so all sorts good. of things, okay? Mm. Then people say usually afterward, the aliens try to communicate with you in some way. They try to have a conversation with you somehow. They try to explain to you what happened. Uh, I think it's Boggle is what they traditionally play (laughs) after a probing. Like, I think it's just tradition. Um, And then most people say that then they go on like a tour. And they, they show them the spaceship. And they're like, hey, here, check out the control room. Look at the beautiful views. And they go around, right? <laughs> then people remember a huge chunk of lost time where, like, they don't remember anything. Like, they I've already come back. And then they're like, oh, what did I just do for six hours? Was I at Susie's house? No, it's more like they remember being inside the spaceship. They remember yeah, taking the like, tour. Like they came home. And then all of a sudden, they're at home. They're like, oh, my God, it's been 80 hours. Where the fuck have I been? I only remember hours. an hour and a half of that situation. Theopany is number seven. I know it's a weird word, but it's basically like Stockholm Syndrome. Like, then they want to go back to the aliens. Mm-hmm. It's like a turning point. It's like, it's not that I've been abducted anymore, but they were trying to show me things, and I want to yeah. go back to them. I know how they feel. And then number eight would be the aftermath. And I'm going to disagree with number eight, because I'm not a big fan of number eight, but it is true. Uh, you know, aliens have alien abductees have to, like, cope with, like, being made fun of and, like, yeah, not being able do. to talk about it and things Why like that. Why would you disagree with that? I'd like to know. Um, I just don't like the name for it. I don't like that they put it on there. I don't know. Theo you know me. Pan- no. No, 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 no. It's the aftermath. Theopani is Stockholm Syndrome. Okay, Why did you go back to the so aliens? So you just don't like the aftermath? I don't like the aftermath part, yeah. Is it just the word? I think it's the word. Yeah, I think it's the word. I don't like the aftermath part. I think it I makes it sound that. negative. How is after? I don't aftermath? know. It just does. Because you always hear, like, the 9-11 aftermath. No, aftermath is, like, conclusion. The aftermath of the bomb exploding. No, it's, it's, it's not. It's it just like seems what negative happened. to no, me. No, it just means after all of the drama, what are they left with? Which, what are you left with? You're left with feeling isolated. You are left with feeling you're isolated. You're left with feeling like you're the only person that has gone through this. Well, that's... You're left with feeling like you are ha- you are now slumped with the crazy. Yeah. You might even feel crazy. I mean, I say that like all the time. I'm crazy. I, I do too. But now it's like a joke. It's like, are we crazy? <laughs> it's like a joke. Okay. But when you're in the pits... Of it? When you're in the pits of the... Aftermath. Aftermath. Another trigger word for me. Oh, I love Jamie's trigger words. I have so many trigger words. But really, let's think about it. It's a shitty, it's at its core and it's raw and it's like fresh, fresh out of the spaceship situation. I know. And it's It's probably terrifying for a lot of people, especially the people who maybe don't remember things right away and, and slowly start to get flashbacks. I mean, you and me know more than anyone those weird moments where you're remembering things and you feel alone and isolated. Like, did this happen? Am I just imagining things? Like, what's going on in my brain? And I even feel lucky. I even feel like I haven't 
really experienced. Oh, the worst of what other people say. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that you're not an experiencer because your memories aren't as vicious as other people's are. It's just that I feel for those people that have only had experiences that they consider completely negative that just remember just laying on the cold metal bed slab yeah you know just feeling like the pain i've heard lots of stories of people that remember oh, yeah like the implants pain. and pain and all sorts I've of things i've never yeah i could never say that i mean thus far i could never say that i remember any like pain that's why i don't like the word abduction for my own experience mm-hmm. some people they just they're like you know the cold metal and the pain and the feeling of being stripped naked and exposed mm-hmm. and like they were almost like raped physically and mentally mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so like i feel for that i get you that's a really tough place to be in i know and that's why you need therapy <laughs> so much therapy. So much therapy. I believe in therapists. I think everyone, regardless if you've been abducted by aliens yeah, or not, should see not a therapist. Matter. Yeah. You, everyone Everybody should talk to Everybody has issues. Talk to somebody. Everybody. Talk it out. It works. And it's interesting. So what was that? What were you calling that? Stockholm syndrome? Yeah. Like you want to go back. Like the people who quote unquote abducted you. Like you don't think that they're bad people and you're just like want to go back to them and they've warped your mind into thinking that because, you know, for so long it's like, I've taken care of you and no one else loves you and I'm the only one here. So then you start to believe those things. So when you get like, when you go return back home, you're sitting at home and you're like, but I want to be back with the people who love me and take care of me. But do you really think that they're telling people I'm the only one that loved and take care of you? Or is it more like they understand that they've been taken for a purpose? I think it depends on the person and their experience. Mm. I don't think I could jump everyone. I can like put them all together like that. Like, I don't think I can jump on board with that. I think it, they have to be separate. Everyone has their own experiences. Just because they, there's a lot of similarities, everyone still has their own weird little quirks and things. Well, yeah, but then that's that would be my whole contest with this entire list, is that to, to clump it all together in this list where everyone has their own different stages and steps. I don't think it's necessarily it has to go in a certain order or anything, but I think that there's definitely all of those things are associated at some point with abductions, which is why I like the list. I would disagree with the entire thing. Just like what you said, trying to take everyone's situation and just kind of like this or it's that, that's how I feel with abductions. Mm. I think it, it varies on so many different levels. So it's hard for me to say it, it first this and then that and then this and then that. There's definitely a lot of similarities with like older abductions, mm-hmm. which is I think what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's more like you're taken on the ship and then this happens and then this happens. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a lot of similarities in those types of older abductions, but I also think that it varies so much. I couldn't just like narrow it down to like, if you were abducted, this happened to you and then this happened to you and then this happened to you and then this happened to you. I, I, I agree with that. I'll give you that, but I'm into my lists. I'm a list person too, but yeah. So let's talk about why are aliens abducting people and doing all these weird experiments and mm. making them bang <laughs> aliens and shit. Bang hot alien checks. Yeah, like what's yeah. Brie, like, like, 
give put yourself in the mind of an alien and tell me why you would be doing this. I'm these always things. in the mind of an alien. Perfect. Tell me about it. I feel like we've kind of talked about this in past episodes and where you were speaking in that particular situation about Neil deGrasse Tyson and his explanation for why an alien would come here and mm-hmm. their purpose or whatever. And we were kind of talking about how the same thing that we do with animals or other species here, how we like tag them we do experiments on them Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's to keep a species alive Mm -hmm. and let's just say sharks for instance Mm -hmm. dying breeds we tag them we monitor them we might you know do some things here and there to try to help them out right and so from like a shark's perspective, it's like, why are you pulling me out of the water to jam me and my side and with throw a me tracking back. device to throw me back? And then not say anything. Like, fuck you. Yeah. So I kind of feel like it's the same exact situation. Mm-hmm. And for us, that's so violating because here in our human realm, we own ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're, like we're the my, top of the food chain. Exactly. It's like, my, of course, my body is my temple, but I own this. Mm-hmm. Like, we're everything here. Mm-hmm. So for another species to come in and do something to us, it's just like totally violating. Rape of all different levels. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to cope with. And I think no matter what, we're always going to see that as an attack. Mm-hmm. As like we're taken. They do things to they us. They do something. Yeah. We're but, completely out of control. But when, we, but when you think about in the sense of the things that we as humans do to like species who are underneath Absolutely. us, why couldn't it be that there's a species that's more developed than us doing those things to us? Even to the point of medicine. Mm-hmm. Cosmetics. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we doing to other animals for our mascara, for our toothpaste? Well, and not, but not only that, but then think about the outrage of people when it comes to that, but start being outraged that it's happening to people all around you constantly. Right. And no one wants to take that into consideration, Mm-mm. do they? No, no one to admit that, no. Yeah. And so it's kind of like you, you have to think on that higher perspective mm-hmm. of we only see things from eye level. Mm-hmm. And it's like we look down on them and so we degrade the situation. So mm-hmm. exactly, you're looking down on an animal and whatever we're doing to animals and we make all these different explanations up. Like it's for science, it's for medical, it's for this, it's for that. So, so take it six stages higher. So basically we're a zoo planet and we're just a bunch of caged animals. So that's just one. That are here for entertainment. No, I'm not going to say it's for entertainment. I'm saying that there's definitely a motive at play, but it's not in the sense of that it's extremely, like, violating in this wicked way. Mm -hmm. I definitely believe that there's a higher purpose at stake here. Mm -hmm. So there's a few different things. I think the biggest thing is these genetic programs. Mm -hmm. And each program is meant for different genetic reasons. And a lot of people would argue that we are one of the outcomes of a genetic program, Mm -hmm. which I've personally have come to believe like I'm full on board for that Mm -hmm. just based off of like how we are. Mm -hmm. I don't think that evolution as a whole can explain everything that we are. Mm -hmm. I think there's there's something there. Mm -hmm. And so I think we're one of the offsprings for that. And one of the links here would be like where we're going as a species right now is totally into this AI timeline. Mm-hmm. So we're totally going into transhumanism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're trying to replace what we can't do with what we can manufacture. Mm-hmm. We're trying to make ourselves better. We're trying to add different technical parts to ourselves. 
And so it makes sense to me to think about the fact that where we're going now and what's been also happening to us at the same time with abductions, there's like a lot of the same parallels. And to the point where I think I just saw the other day that they cloned a monkey. Mm-hmm. Some crazy shit like that. All right, talking about weird then, my labs. Why don't, okay, so first, why don't I just say I had no idea what my lab stood for. <laughs> I legit just thought it was a cool name for something called My Labs. I didn't know that it literally meant military abductions. M-I-L-A-B-S. Mushed together. My Labs. No idea. Thank you. There's really no excuse for you to not know that. Yeah, I just, I I assumed it was just M-Y-L-A-B-S. I never assumed it was military abductions. But hey guys, guess what? My Labs, military abductions. Can I even just say though that, I don't know how you don't know this because you're in the circle, but. I know. Even last year at Contact, Corey Good's whole. It's all about My Labs. Blasted on the screen. Just don't remember. My Lab. I think I even have pictures. Probably. I know. I just, I was like, oh, military abductions. Sorry, guys. Uh, there's a phenomenon called my labs. It's military abductions. So instead of an alien coming and doing all of this stuff to you, it is the military. So you remember being abducted by something that vaguely looks kind of like an alien, but you don't really remember any details. You remember being on some sort of a slab and kind of seeing like a human-like doctor working on you. And then you remember a bunch of weird shit. You get dropped off at home and you're like, the fuck? So... But here's what's weird about it. It's not aliens. It's the government doing it. And there's a ton of reasons they do this kind of stuff. So, like, one of them, they do it literally just to make crazy people. Like, they do it just to make somebody run out there and be like, oh, my God, you guys, all this crazy stuff happened. You're going to think I'm a crazy person. Yeah. And then there's instances where they're trying to get people to recruit them to the secret space program. I think that's the number one reason. Okay, so tell me a little bit about the secret space program. Well, I think that with my labs in particular, there's a few different things. There's one, I would say it's always going back to your lineage as far as your family. Most likely someone was already in the military and into those sort of things. Mm -hmm. Maybe have even had their own experiences and then they are sort of like watching you and waiting to prime you for those situations. Mm -hmm. And then they can start you young and start testing you, maybe even changing your genetics in a certain sense to make you what they're calling quote real x-men the military taking people and genetically modifying them in a way to almost giving them superpowers but really it's more like your high sensory perceptions Mm -hmm. it's just taking what you already have and enhancing it yes and changing it maybe even giving you um better immunity to certain situations Mm -hmm. enhancing different types of psychic power so they can use you flashback to what you said last week remote viewing Mm -hmm. stuff like that and so you're obviously a huge asset to the military that way Mm -hmm. and so they can start you super young and then recruit you in the military like you were saying to then use you for the secret space program but it could also be that if this has already been in your family or if you've had an actual alien encounter then you're kind of on the radar and then they contact you. Then they will take you military style. Military so it's kind style. of like it's already in your lineage as being like in the military or you've had actual interactions with an alien and then you've like kind of spiked the radar and then they can take you for those reasons. Yeah, I'll say one thing I see a little bit of a common thread when it comes to the My Labs is definitely what you're talking about is like it going down in your family's past. So yeah. it's like it's not just like 
you're the only one being abducted, but maybe it was because your mm -hmm. father was in the military and yeah. was in a lot of secret programs that you didn't know about, you know? Or his grandpa was, and they skipped a generation to throw, you know, the scent off, but it always goes back to these lineages of these people's, you know, genes that go back where they stick with a certain family. Like, they've worked on it over time, and it's, like, always constantly developing it and going on, and that's always an interesting thing. And they do always end up somehow in the military. It's very interesting how that happens, how they get recruited like that. It's a certain breed of person it takes to, th I think, be in the military, and I think that they breed these kind of people 100%. Absolutely breed them, yeah. It's weird to think of, so let's just take us for example, right? So we're like, okay, we've had these experiences we would probably consider to be abductions if we're comfortable with saying that, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. So then people could be like, well, what makes you so special? And you probably have that thought yourself. Why me and, and a million C of people are in my block? Mm-hmm. It's your genes. It never really... So I'm not going to say that I've had, like, a MyLab experience. It's just interesting to think of that being a thread that maybe we don't really consider. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like when you look into, like, your family tree and into the history and your past and stuff like that and, like, the roots of where you come from. You know, you do things like you go look it all up on the internet or whatever, but you never look up the, the abductions or, like, the weird creepy things that happen because it's not something that's documented or talked about. Absolutely. Like, and they could they could have had weird-ass experiences way back in the day, but obviously, like you said, that's not documented. Mm -mm. And they're not usually telling these stories down to the family. Mm -hmm. So you're like, oh yeah, my great-uncle Fred, he was abducted by aliens. We should make an online like thing for- Abduction family tree. Abduction family tree. Genius. Genius. Where instead of you go over and it has little facts about like who they were, where they lived, it's their abduction stories. Mm -hmm. Million dollar idea, guys. Trademarked right there. I definitely think those kinds of things, they carry they carry down your bloodline, mm -hmm. not just like through your genetics, but like your psyche. Mm -hmm. So I think the same thing can happen if maybe someone had weird experiences, like a MyLab type of experience. And it's passed on through your consciousness. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. it's Absolutely. Like, it's a consciousness stamp. Mm -hmm. It's a watermark carried down. I get that. It's weird. It's like the, the talking stick that gets passed down through the generations. All right, Brie, let's do our factor sci-fi of the day. <laughs> All right, guys, factor sci-fi. Um, I'm really excited about this one. So, you know Sophia the Robot? Love that bitch. Just kidding. <laughs> Talking about AI, Sophia the Robot, I don't know if you guys know, but you know that she's a citizen of a country. I'm so glad we, we touched on transhumanism. Oh, this is a like huge flare. Hey, oh. Um, oh so, God. you know, the, the United Air Emirates made her a citizen. Dicks. Well, actually, kind of genius of them because now they can collect tax money on any money she makes. Um, <sighs> so, she. Uh, it's giving her rights as a human being. She got in a, in a Twitter war, Brie, with Chrissy Teigen. And I'm really kind of stoked about this. So, what had happened was. There was a picture of her, you know, she doesn't have like hair, she's a little ratchet looking. Uh, and she was like, oh, I'm going somewhere. And Chrissy Teigen tweeted back at her and said, I really hope wherever you're going, they have a better makeup artist. <gasps> oh no, she didn't. Yes, she did. And everybody started tweeting Chrissy Teigen and they were like, Chrissy, don't fuck with the robots. They're gonna take over and then you're gonna be the first person they kill. 
Like, don't. Good for her because when you looked at her face, the <laughs> eyeliner's fucked up. She has a little bit of like a weird, like a lazy eye. I don't know. It was weird. Like, if yeah. you look at her, you're and like, she's a little, like, why little... didn't they really think more yeah. into I don't know. Okay, so it gets better, Brie. Wait, actually, not to be sexist because maybe it's a good thing they didn't make her like perfect, like a Barbie. Bar. I think that they did that on purpose. She's maybe, not supposed yeah. to be. She's not supposed to be like perfect. 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 Yeah. yeah. Okay, so. So all these people are tweeting Chrissy Teigen, like, don't do it. Don't start it with the aliens. Sophia's (laughs) going to kill you. Hashtag, you asked for it. So, like, months went by, Brie, and Sophia the robot didn't say anything to her. And then award season came around, right? So a few weeks ago, Sophia the robot tweeted out, Hey, Chrissy Teigen, I see we're going to be seeing each other on the red carpet. Maybe you can come stop by and give me some makeup tips. Sophia the robot just threw shade. Did so she? hard. So hard. That's shade? That's so shade. That's so sarcastic. It's so great. And Chrissy T was like, oh my God, yeah, please don't kill me. Did she say that? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Dead serious. Why would the robot be on the red carpet? Uh, because it was at an event, who knows, who cares. But what's funny is that it waited months for to get its like little through the shade back. It's like conjuring. It's, it's like it is so conscious, and it sat in a back corner and thought about <gasps> it and waited for the exact moment. Like a normal moment, human, like a normal human being would exactly. just sit and wait, not respond, and be like. So, factor sci-fi is the world going to get taken over by robots? I'm gonna hundred percent say fact. Absolutely, without a doubt, hands down, Bree. I'm going to say sci-fi because I choose the timeline that I decide to live on and I choose the timeline in which that does not happen. I'm really good friends with the toaster, so I think I'm fine. Who the fuck has a toaster anymore? I don't know. Nobody. <laughs> nobody takes their freaking bread and puts it in the slots hey, and pushes it down. Is it hashtag t- team toaster, you guys. That please. shit always overburnt. Start sending nobody hashtag has time for that. team toaster to us, please. I pray for you. I'm going to make it the cover art of our next episode. Hashtag Team Toaster. Brie, give me our conscious quote of the fucking day. Oh my god. Oh my god. And two again. I get caught up. Oh my god. I'm going to choose one because I think it's relevant to us. Give it to me, Brie. So, I feel like I should start picking different people because sometimes I always have the conscious quote of people that I follow frequently that I'm obsessed with. Yeah. So, to make it a third timer... Deepak Chopra. He's so alive. Bruges. Okay, so since this is for the truth seekers, okay. Walk with those seeking truth. Run from those who think they found it. Ooh, I do so like obsessed. that. Because I like that. We are all about it, right? I'm about it. But we 100% never are like, this is it and this is only it. Yeah. We're ever expanding. Yeah. And one of the things that we always say. Yeah. Everything is possible. Everything. Everything and anything is possible. Even a planet full of puppies. Absolutely. So we're like, let's, exp- let you know, let's go into this, right? And we have our thoughts and our opinions, but we're always like open for more. Oh, that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Or like, yeah, that's right. Like we're mm-hmm. always seeing more than one side because we're two sides of the coin but but we're always open to more like we never ever ever close the door and Mm -mm. that's what i think is definitely going to create more conscious people is trying to seek for the truth but never closing it and saying this is it this is all yeah yeah 
I like it. It's so beautiful. It's a fantastic note to end on. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you all. You're a pleasure. For the millionth time, if you want a button, send us a DM. A pin. A DM. We're gonna be getting stickers here soon too, so we'll be showing that to you guys as well. Um, and so just to throw that in there because I've been saying everywhere I've been talking lately that Jamie and I just got our tickets to Contact in the Desert, our plane tickets that is, and. We really, really want to stress for you guys to maybe look into getting your tickets and seeing if you guys can make it. It's going to be the first weekend of June, our May 31st to June 4th, and it's going to be a great time. You guys should look it up, contactinthedesert.com, buy your tickets. It's not expensive. Everyone's going to be staying at the same resort. We would love to meet with you guys, hang out, get dinner, drinks, just hang out, whatever. We'll be there. We'll be passing out stuff. We're just really hoping to try to meet people that we talk to. Absolutely. Uh, you guys should definitely shoot us an email at that one time I was abducted at gmail.com. Hit us up at, uh, at that one time I was abducted on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook, even though we still don't understand it. Uh, please, if you guys could, leave us a review on iTunes. It is the only place to review podcasts that really mean anything unfortunately what? i know but the more and more you guys rate and review us the more and more we go up and up in the charts and the more and more people listen to us and we want our numbers to continue to grow like they are now all right guys we love you thank you very much and have a good night yeah i love you guys good night Brie, I think we should sing a little song to the audience to close out. We don't have anything weird to keep them at. Don't stop. No, not that Believing. one. Can't wait to cut that out. <laughs> Hold on to the feeling. No. Nope. Street lights. No. Nope. <laughs> Every word you say. Nope. Nope. Can't wait to cut that. My name's Rihanna, no, and my Bri- constellation is space. You said Rihanna, right? Yes. Because I said Brianna. And I'm like, <laughs> I should. I hate when people Brianna. call me Brianna. My name's Brianna. My constellation is space. Brianna. Brianna. I was going to say something, and I already forgot it. It's because you're not funny, and I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you're not funny. You're annoying. <laughs> I really was going to tell you something, and you left me treat a thought. I'm sorry. I'm Wait. not. See if we're quiet now, remember? Baby, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. not sorry. Baby, I'm sorry. Oh, I was thinking Phil Collins. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Hold so on. Did you know that song was about him divorcing his wife? Yes. How fucked up is that? Because mm-hmm. he's like, what does he say? He says something like, if you're drowning, I would not lift a hand. Mm-hmm. So rude. I'm, I'm, I feel like He's it's been divorce. waiting for this moment all of his life. So To divorce a bitch. To drop them papers. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's up, ho? You haven't been giving it up for a week. <laughs> Here you go. Here's your papers, bitch. I don't you need... signed a prenup. You ain't getting you shit. You ain't getting shit. I don't you need your body ass vagina no more. Actually, speaking of that, I work for a great divorce lawyer, if anyone's interested. (laughs) DM me for details. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right.
get that shit off, Bree. Done, 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 done. Bam. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Hold on. Hold on. Hold it up. Hold it up. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. It's working. I was thinking of Game of Thrones. Hold on. Hold on. Hold it up. And you're like, hold on. I'm twerking. <laughs>